0: Let's do a little cold open before the podcast starts. If you're interested in advertising on my TikTok feed that has over 83,000 followers, contact me directly at Mattarese67 at gmail.com. That's Mattarese67 at gmail.com. Jeff Levine's doing it. Jeff Levine, you remember him? The owner of Silk City Hot Sauce He's going to be running some ads on my TikTok page, and you can too. It's pretty easy. So contact me, matterese67 at gmail.com. You know what that music means I think it means a Pretender to Contender podcast is about to begin The first, fun, the first one for 2022 And I already uh, I had a verbal typo just there This is the first podcast for 2022 It's Tuesday Tuesday the 4th of January Of course this is the great Brian Christopher on guitar Lives uh, two blocks from me, made me this podcast intro a few months back, and it's now my podcast theme. So thanks again, Brian Christopher. Look him up. Look him up, Brian Christopher. Great guitar player. I think he plays every instrument, though. Alright right, everybody. We got a lot to talk about. Let's see if I can get the plugs in before this song ends. If you want to come and see me live this weekend, I'm going to be at the Borgata in Atlantic City. They're open. They're not closing. Fuck COVID. Fuck it. We're not closing. January 7th through the 9th, I'm doing one show each night at the Borgata in Atlantic City. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Then January 20th, 20th, I'll be at the Parks Casino in Ben Salem, PA. Then January 21st, I'll be at the Fairfield Theater Company in Fairfield, Connecticut. Then January 28th, I'll be at Governor's in Long Island. And then January 29th, I'll be at McGuire's in Long Island. All these tickets and info and all that's all on JoeMatterese.com. And one last thing. This is big. It's The ticket's not out yet, but it's we're going to do like a save the date with a wedding. There's no way I'm getting this in before this song ends, so I'm going to have to start this over. And I'm just going to start it now. Look at that. I did a seamless start over. Save the date everybody Don't make plans for Valentine's Day This is Saturday Two days before Valentine's Day You celebrate it this way Because check out what we're doing Save the date The Doubletree Hotel In Mount Laurel, New Jersey Which is like five minutes from Cherry Hill Uh, My DJ buddy Angelo If you went to that first Scottish Rite show We did at the theater In front of 700 people He DJ'd the after party downstairs And this is what we're doing. Him and I are both uh, combining because we have uh, a lot of fans in that South Jersey, Philly area. So we're doing a a Valentine's gig at that Doubletree Hotel. And we're going to sell tickets to it uh, ourselves. And uh, the first show will have a buffet that you can buy with the show. Or you can buy just the show. If that makes sense. You could do buffet. And uh, show or just show, okay? If you do the buffet, you're going to have to get there at 5 o'clock. I think it's going to be a 6 o'clock show, the first show, because then we're going to do an an 8.15, 8.30-ish show also that's going to be that night, the 12th. And then there'll be an after party there that's available to anyone who went to the first show and the second show. He's going to DJ... You're going to have dancing and all that stuff. And why it's going to work so well is it's Valentine's Day, really. And now we're going to have a special rate on hotel rooms so you could stay over. All you people that might live far away, you drive in, you do the show, you do some dinner, you do uh, after party dancing, drinking, which I'll be there too. I'll be staying in the hotel. I'm sure my wife will be there. You'll be hanging out with us. What a great time it's going to be. And you can stay overnight, and we're going to have a, a promo code for you to get special uh, discounted hotel rooms that night. Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Saturday, February 12th. Okay? Oh, wow, man. We got it. And I have a Patreon now. Patreon is back. I bought Patreon back. Patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender If you want to help me and my show and you want to throw some money towards me, and there's different tiers that you get on Patreon that makes the subscription fee worth way more than uh, the things you're gonna get. You get free tickets to shows, you get all different kind of stuff. Go check it out: Patreon.com/forward slash Pretender to Contender. All right, let's fade this music. I was a lot of I was a lot of plugging. I I apologize. I know you guys hate that shit when you listen to podcasts. You probably fast forwarded through it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you're a kind soul, and you said, let's, let's listen to Joe. Let's, let's hear him out. Maybe you didn't. Who cares? I thank you. We're here. It's another pretender to contender. Last week, you probably heard me interview Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. That was a fun one. That was a good time. They were nice. I interviewed them. Go back and listen. It's only a nine minute episode last week, but it was with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. Right from their house, I interviewed them. Uh, and, and today, I even have a bigger guest at the end of this episode from his house. I should have a drum roll right here. From his house, the Sylvester Stallone. You know how much I love Stallone. You know I saw Stallone when I went to Philly when he gave a 30 like a little 30 minute talk before the release and and screening of Rocky 4. They re, he re-edited it with uh Dolph Dolph Lundgren and uh, I got to get my picture taken with Burt Young who played Paulie. With My friends and I and my brother, we all went. It was a good night. And uh, I got Stallone, and I'm interviewing him, but I did something a little weird and a little uh, outside the box because it's a really short interview. I interviewed him as Rocky. I'm Rocky. I stay in character, and I interview Stallone for about two and a half minutes. So you'll hear that. At the end of this episode, so let's talk about me. What's going on in my world? Oh my God! Well, the Lyme disease thing is—it uh it started off rough with the antibiotics. This doc doclaclacaclacra some I don't know D O C with Y's and I's and N's and E's doclacine I don't know it was really strong. It made me uh made me vomit. I think it was the third pill I took. The first two I was fine. The third pill, it was like ten minutes throwing up. Called the doctor. I realized it was a very common side effect. He's like, you got to eat a lot of yogurt. You need probiotics. My wife ended up getting me probiotics. The pills started taking those with these when I started taking them. When I take them, and made sure I was on a full stomach, not an empty stomach, and I've been fine. Haven't really seen any of the symptoms go away. I can't believe how many people have had Lyme disease. Like, I was just doing a show recently. I was at uh, Soljol's in uh, the Norristown, PA area on the 30th of December, and I started talking about my Lyme disease on stage, and I'm being goofy about it, like laughing, because I felt like, uh, you know, I'll take the, I'll take the antibiotics; it'll go away, no big deal. I'm asking on stage, "Does anybody here have Lyme disease?" Guy in the front raises his hand. I go, "You've been fine though, right?" <laughs> I Love when I just answer people before I even ask the question. "You're fine though, right? Everything's good." He's like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm okay." I'm like, "What do you mean? Yeah, I'm okay." He's like, "Well, I have a pacemaker now." Right. Uh, I'm like yeah Yeah you're on pace though You're on pace right yeah, Everything's good though You're on pace It's good No infections from getting The pacemaker put in right and He's like nah, no no I'm good But really I'm shitting my pants I'm on too much <laughs> I'm on too many antidepressants To even feel ang- anxious about anything You know Because I was just like laughing That he said he's he's got a pacemaker Like the old me Would have been like a lunatic If someone told me that because they had Lyme disease, they had to get a pacemaker put in. I did read that as a symptom. It affects the rhythm of the heart sometimes. So, so far, so good. But, uh, you know, I'm still a little stiff. It's a little less. Like, my knee's not swollen up anymore. It's just, uh, you know, it's just the hair. It's still stiff, you know. Uh I still been feeling like, eh, I don't know, like this hair of depression. I talked about it on a uh, live stream on my Instagram. It's just this I uh, just I can't I can't even put it in words. Just feel a hair off. Have you ever had that? Something like that where you're just like, "Yeah, I'm just not me." I could just feel it. And unfortunately, my wife doesn't let me go. Like if I'm a hair not me, she doesn't give a shit, you know? Like, I did a web series episode about when I had Bell's palsy, how, like, she gave me a break for, like, a day, and then, like, a day later, she's like, all right, let's get the fuck up and help with the kids. I'm like, my my face is sideways. I can't feel it. I can't eat. I can't feel my mouth. But she didn't give a shit. So I had to, I had to just suck it up, and she's kind of been being that way a little bit, uh, with Lyme disease, because I'll be I'll be honest. I've been sleeping till like I've been sleeping till like noon. You know? Did you ever hear that old? Uh, did you ever hear that old Sam Kennison bit about how to get rid of a woman? If you ever wanted to get rid of a a wife or a girlfriend, this is how you do it. Let's see if I can find the clip. It's fucking so funny because it reminds me of how I'm being in my marriage right now, and like. <laughs> if i kept it rolling long enough my wife would do with sam kennison in furs cuz like i haven't cut my if you see the pictures i'm posting my i haven't cut my hair my wife's like when are you cutting your hair i'm like i'm <laughs> i'm almost enjoying letting it look like shit it's i'm trying i was trying to grow it long and it just looks bad and she's telling me it looks bad but there's this hair of a inner voice that's going let it grow long you'll look cool You'll you look like Chris Cornell, which I, I'm sure I will not. That guy was a model. I'm fucking Rain Man, you know. So uh, I'm not gonna look cool. But I I keep having this little voice going. Just let it grow. It'll be good. You're in the in between stage. Let it go. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Cool. She knows. My wife knows everything. So this is what I'm afraid is gonna happen. I'll play the uh, let's play the Sam Kennison bit. I'm,
1: I'm broken. All right, I found it. I've here been out of a relationship for about a year. Well, no, I wanted it. I wanted it. I planned the fucking thing. What are you talking about? So I didn't have the courage to walk up and say, hey, you know, I'm really fucking tired of sharing anything with you. A life, a car ride. Your voice drives me up the fucking wall. I come in here at night, and I have to drink a six-pack of Heineken to keep from cutting your fucking head off and putting it in a camera bag. to be that honest at the time. So here's what you do, you start doing lots of cocaine. Get into drugs, man, just coke out, man. Two or three weeks straight, just fucking don't shave. Sell the TV, be a fucking asshole. They come up to you in two or three weeks, and they go, I have to leave you. You're not the man I fell in love with, all you wanna do is do drugs and get iron. She goes away! (laughs) She leaves! It's beautiful because she feels like shit because she left you when you needed her most. It's flawless. Guys are going, I'd like to laugh at that, but I'm too busy
2: writing
1: it down.
0: I'll tell you that. That is one of my favorite fucking bits. Always loved that bit. And and my my wife does not like Sam Kennison. She doesn't find it funny. That's why I have trouble trusting her when she says, you got to cut your hair and make it look normal. I'm like, but fucking, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, that bit reminds me of me right now, where I'm just like, I'm sleeping till fucking 11 in the morning. She's getting up and having to do everything. And I'm just like in this, like, I just feel like I'm in this hole every morning. And then when I get up, I get okay. I get okay. I get rolling, you know? And I'm fine. But uh it's that it's that I don't know, man. I can't even explain it. If it's like nine o'clock in the morning will feel like four o'clock in the morning. I just wanna l I just wanna kinda lay there and keep going. And uh I finally hit the point where I was like, all right, she's gonna get really Really fucking annoyed if I, I gotta get, the, I, I force myself up, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> I gotta get up. Uh, so that's what's been going on with this Lyme disease. Um, I think I gotta get back into the gym. I haven't worked out in like three weeks, and I'm like a four day a week guy, I always go to the gym four days a week. It's my, uh, it's my, my savior. It helps. And I, and I haven't gone to therapy in a long time. I stopped seeing my therapist for a few years, and because he said I was better. And he's like, "You can uh, contact me and see me whenever you need to, as needed." And my wife's going, "I think it's needed right now." <laughs> She's like, "You're just not yourself." I feel like, said, you're just not yourself." I'm like, "I've I got fucking Lyme disease. You want to you want to read the symptoms?" <laughs> You think I want to feel stiff and shitty and want to feel half down and start my days at noon? I don't. I don't. Trust me. I'm a get-up-and-go guy. Uh, I'm a workhorse. Have I let you down on these podcasts? I mean, I don't know. How often have I not had the podcasts out on a Tuesday? It's rare. It's very rare. Usually something crazy happened. The holidays just happened. But we're back, we're back It's the first week of January And we're back We're 47 in We're 47 into these babies Which my friend Jimmy Palumbo Is like, I don't know, I don't like Pretender to Contender It should be uh, The Joe Mattaree Show And then just put Pretender to Contender Really small at the bottom He's like, you could keep it Pretender to Contender But change the logo It's the Joe Mattaree Show Just be Joe Materis and uh I noticed that those numbers are the best when I'm being just just being me and shooting the shit with you guys like I'm doing right now. So, uh I was off New Year's Eve this year. I don't know what you guys did. Uh I almost was at the Comic Strip in New York City, but then that didn't pan out. So I was off my wife didn't want to do anything. She was afraid of germs, you know, afraid of COVID, as a lot of people are or were. She didn't really want to do anything. We just kind of stayed in and watched the ball go down with my daughter, who's nine. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, it was all right. We had fun. But, you know, it was kind of just staying home. Again, not good for Lyme disease. I need to get out. I need to get. I'm looking forward to going to the Borgata this weekend. You know, and do those three shows. Have my own hotel room for three nights. Nice hotel. I haven't done that in a while. I had a whole, a whole thing planned with all the guys that I grew up with from high school. They were all coming down. It was all set. We made reservations at uh, this uh, what's it called the steakhouse in the Borgata. Old homestead, made reservations. We were going to have a big steak dinner. We were going to hang. We were going to drink. We were going to gamble. They were going to stay overnight. And then we were going to watch the Eagles play Dallas the next day at 1, which it turns out that game doesn't matter at all now. The Eagles are in the playoffs without it. So that game is going to (coughs) suck. But all my friends bailed, except one. One friend is coming. It's just hilarious. I've gotten so old that I'm like, hey, maybe that'll be better. Maybe that'll be even more fun, just hanging with one guy. I'm 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 good with one on ones. It's I'm not a I, I'm I've never been great at six people. Or this would have been five of us, but the five guys that went to high school, four guys, five guys, and me, six. That I can handle, and that would have been fun. I was looking forward to it. Now it's just. One guy and me. So that should be pretty classic. Let's see what one what we can do. I don't think he's a... I don't, maybe he's a big gambler. I haven't hung with him that much in years now that I don't live down in South Jersey anymore. So we'll see. Uh, What else? What else is on my list? I don't know what else I can really talk about. You know, um, I'm just... Uh, like I said, looking forward to getting out there... Doing stand-up again. That's the only plus of me feeling shitty, weirdly. Like, I was feeling shitty when I went and did uh, Soul Souljules in, uh, in PA on the 30th of December. And the show went really well. I thought it was a really fun show. I was riffing, making up shit. I posted a clip of it on my Instagram, me making fun of the club and rearranging it while I was on stage. I had the guy do this and change the lights, and, and it was pretty funny. And Joel Joel Richardson, we've become like friendly after him booking me a few times and me interviewing him once on my podcast, and I'm impressed by this guy. He does business very well. He's, his club's awesome, and it was fun to make fun of it and have a guy be an owner Who doesn't get pissed at me, unless he is and I don't know it. I hope you're not, Joel. (laughs) It seemed like you weren't because we went out for drinks afterwards. You would have said something to me. He's super cool, and he lets me just be me, you know, just fucking be neurotic on stage and make fun of the room a little bit and not one of those club owners. And there's been so many of those in my years of comedy that are fucking pissed at me. I've had clubs not use me anymore because I said something on a podcast making fun of their their audiences or their green room or just something stupid. It's like, come on, man. It's hard enough to make a living. I'm just trying to be funny. I'm not trying to burn a bridge. I'm never on stage hating a place to the level where, you know, I'm like, let's shit on this place so bad that they never want me back again. Like, I, I'm not that guy. I'm a good guy. I'm just having fun. And then you get that occasional club owner. I heard it on the podcast, and I can never use you again. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Come on, man. So, Joel, I'm going to say great things about you, man. I, I love you because he-, he just, like, laughs. He's laughing when I'm being me. And I think that's why his club's doing really well. Because he books comedians like that that are just... They're not, like, stay-in-the-lane comedians. He books really unique guys. They also have big followings. You know, he books Dice Clay a lot, who packs his place. He's had Louis come in after the fact. Uh, I, I don't think that was announced. I think those were surprise Louis C.K. moments. Uh, and just uh, really uh cool booker. Here's a whole other Here's another side note. I'll play another clip. Louis CK, I guess, has a new special that's available on his website. He he made a special, and he's selling it. I think it's like ten bucks, and then it's like twenty five if you want to buy a bundle, which is kind of cool. You can buy a whole bunch of his specials for twenty five, you get all of them. But I was interested. I'm like, well, let me listen because there's like, I think there's like a six minute clip on YouTube from the new special, and I gotta say, I, like again that comedian that i made fun of who made fun of um Chappelle saying that he didn't think he was the goat and, da, 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 and i said you're you're crazy Chappelle is just such a fucking great comedian and he he's just this the same comic doesn't think louis ck is all that he thinks he's all just you know dick jokes just all dirty and, da, 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 da. and i'm like the guy's the guy's an amazing comedian and it showed like this little clip that i listened to and we haven't seen louis in a while do stand up and uh i'm one of these guys i don't give a shit you know he 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 yeah he 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 did his thing he got whatever he got you know i'm sure he learned a valuable lesson from it um it was gross the shit that he did but that's not going to stop me from laughing at his comedy it's like I don't agree with Nick DiPaolo's politics. I'm not some guy that goes that way, but I could still watch his comedy and laugh my ass off. Like I have, I don't care. About, I don't know. I'm just that guy. My beliefs are never that strong. Like I'm not gonna listen to him and I'm not gonna laugh because I, I'm not. I'm gonna laugh. Uh, so I'm gonna play this this Louis bit. I don't know if any of you guys have heard it. It was all about the movie um, Goodwill Hunting. And I talk a lot about movies on the podcast here. So, uh, this bit I thought was really fucking funny. I'll play it for you. This is, uh, from Louie's new special. And I guess you can buy, I'll plug it. What the hell? You can, you can buy it on in com. I guess that's his website. You can go on there and buy the whole special. And I'm a comedian and I'm tempted to go buy it just because this bit was so funny. I'm like, there's probably like 10 bits that are that good on it. I should go buy it. Here it is. Uh, even the title for the specials <laughs> kind of funny it's just called sorry <laughs> <It's> special <laughs> sorry so here's the clip right from the goodwill uh hunting moment on it's it's kind of uh, let's see it's about four minutes long so uh buckle up buckle up and listen to this bit and you'll be happy i played it for you because it's funny as shit all about goodwill hunting <laughs>
3: Watched the video that I was looking for, which was a scene from a movie, and it's a scene that I really hate. Every time I see it, it makes me angry, which is why I was looking for it on YouTube. (laughs) And it's a movie I like. I actually like the movie. Uh, It's called Goodwill Hunting. Remember Goodwill Hunting? Of course, right? (laughs) Matt Damon, play great performance. He plays a very complicated young man wearing a tight t-shirt for a whole movie. (laughs) And. Here's the thing, here's my issue with Goodwill Hunting. Matt Damon also wrote the movie, okay? So he basically sat down, he's like, first of all, I am amazing. I'm a construction worker, I'm like working class. And I drink beer and I get in fights, I get in so many fights. My friends are like, you're out of control, man. And I'm like, shut up, this is the way I am. But then, also, I'm a genius. Ooh. I'm not, I didn't even go to school, I just know things. I don't know why, I just know them. And all the nerdy geniuses that studied for years are like, he's so much smarter than us. It's making us upset. It's insane. It's fucking insane. It only makes sense if he wrote it for himself to be the guy. So the scene I was looking for, it's the worst example of that in the movie. Here's what happens. He goes to a bar and he meets a woman and uh, he likes her. And another guy likes her too, but she picks Matt Damon. Because he wrote the fucking movie, because he decided, you understand? (laughs) She doesn't like him, she likes me, you better believe it. (laughs) So he gets her phone number. And then he goes outside and he sees the other guy in the window of a restaurant and he decides to taunt him. So he goes over, he tells his friends, hey, come here, watch this. And he says to the guy, hey, do you like apples? And the guy says, yes. And Matt Damon goes, well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? And all Matt Damon's friends go, oh! Oh! oh, this was amazing. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. You were ready with that. How? You know how he did it? He wrote the whole fucking movie, okay? He made- everybody say all the things. (laughs) Otherwise, this doesn't happen. I mean, he hinges the whole fucking prank on the guy liking apples. The guy must like apples. (laughs) Who the fuck, who would say yes to do you like apples? Coming from a clear antagonist. Who's setting him up? Gathered his friends. Do you like, wait guys, watch this. Do you like apples? (sighs) God damn it, I do. (laughs) I wish I didn't. I can tell this is not gonna go my way. But I just, I can't lie. He'll know it. He'll know it because boy, do I like apples. Do you understand if he says no, Matt Damon is fucked. He's fucked in the face for life. He's got nothing. Do you like
2: apples? No. What the, uh, dude
3: fucking guy. No, come on, seriously. (laughs) Seriously, you fucking, don't fucking, don't fucking... (sighs) Do you... Do do you like bananas? Do you... Because I thought, because the woman gave me her telephone number and, and isn't that bananas?
0: Pretty sure you're glad I played you that fucking funny bit, dude. Yeah. Louis dk uh he took the proper amount of time off, which would have been interesting, or is still gonna be interesting to see if uh Eddie Murphy will be able to make a comeback, as they said he was supposed to do, and then COVID happened. He was supposed to go do stand-up again. Is that gonna happen? Is Eddie coming back? Uh, Can he pull it off uh, Well when I watched him host Saturday Night Live I thought well I guess this guy can pull it off Because it was really f- He did some really funny sketches He's just so funny The guy's funny So Same with Louie He's just funny Fuck How can you say he's not I mean uh, That's insane That my friend says that I don't know how you can be I don't know how you can be a comedian And hear certain comedians That are just Truly great Truly gifted Smart Creative, just good comedy, man. Louis' is funny. <laughs> you can't take that away. Ah God. So uh little plug again. So come and see me. I'll probably I'll, I'll be funny. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that this uh this bo- this stupid Lyme disease it just makes you funny? It's like probably Louis. It's like for a while there he probably felt horrendously shitty everyone in the world hated him thought he was a piece of shit cuz he jerked off on himself but there's a piece of him probably that was like got to go on stage and talk about this and it'll he'll make it funny somehow and that clip that clip on youtube just that 6 minute clip that i didn't play the first 2 minutes of it's it's got over it's got over a million views already i think it's been up about a week so a lot of people still want to hear Louis Cosby, eh, I don't think that's going to have a comeback. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? If Cosby tries to come back. Who's not watching it though? I mean everybody's fucking watching it. Is 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 it possible that he could do a show and record it? You can't stop that. If people are going to pay tickets to go see him, give his side of the story, you know? It's going to be like uh uh, a crazier version of when like um what's his name i can't even think of his name now uh god jesus fuck god see that's that's i'm blaming i'm blaming Lyme disease for that as my dog is underneath the microphone you want to be on mic, Oz? show them how you uh snore constantly uh da da da, da, da. He had a catchphrase for a little while. Everybody was uh, doing it. Everybody was doing the impression of it. Charlie Sheen. That was it. Charlie Sheen. I thought of it. I didn't even have to Google that. I didn't pause. That was in real time right there that I came up with Charlie Sheen. What was his catchphrase? Charlie Sheen. Uh, winning. That's what it was. Winning. Winning. Charlie Sheen. Winning. Uh, yeah. So I have a feeling. I'll uh, I'll be funny. I'll be funny if you come and see me at the Borgata just because this kind of this odd shit is going on. This maybe even this podcast episode was a little funnier than than some of my other episodes. You let me know. I I love emails. Mattery67 at gmail.com. Send me an email. Let me know if you think, well, Joe, you you were a little funnier. You know, you kinda of were. Or you want to call the voicemail and leave it. I'll play it on the show, nine five one two nine eight. 9899, nine. you guys never leave messages You guys suck I'm going to give you shit for that right now You guys kind of suck Every week I say there's a voicemail number And unless I put a specific Fucking thing To say No one calls into it Come on man, be fans Come on Ron Poliquin Come on Matthew Grissinger Come on uh, <laughs> All you super fans out there Who else is on that list? Jerry. Jerry Rowan. Come on, man. You're super fans. 951-298-9899. Just leave a fucking random thing that you want me to answer or talk about. I will play it. But you don't do it. Do it. Okay? Okay. All right. So let's end this episode. So I interviewed Sylvester Stallone as Rocky. And I'm going to play it for you right now. Are you excited? Are you I'm excited. This is pretty exciting for me. I'm excited. So here it is. Okay? I sit down. Sylvester Stallone's at home. I'm at home. But I'm Rocky. And I interview Sly. Okay? We will be. We're going to go right to this. I almost said we'll be right back. We're going to go right to this. All right? You ready? You ready? Here it comes.
2: You know, first of all, I want to say it's, uh, it's a pleasure, you know, because you created me. So uh, thanks for letting me interview you now, you know? You've been very nice in the past few decades. How could I not honor you, you know? <laughs> because you're me and I'm you, and it's like this confusing thing. But like, uh, I just wanted to ask, why would you redo Rocky four? Because I I put in more, a few more scenes with him and any kind of situation, even if it's a slight nuance, yes, I wanted to, it's such a, a what would you say, tragic? Like you said, like Greek yeah. tragedy. He's, he's barreling towards his own demise. It's Icarus. Icarus. Then Rocky says something that, and I still debate, don't do this to me. Like, I want to stop the fight. Don't you dare. Don't do this to me. I go, that's really egotistical. Like, even today, it haunts me, the reading. Don't do this to me. Like I want Apollo to go, excuse me. I'm the one who's bleeding. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you are bleeding. I mean, don't take this in a negative way. would you ever think of re-editing your whole career? Absolutely. Maybe you do that, you know. Cause you got a lot of bad films, you know. Maybe you re-edit Rambo, or Paradise Alley, you redo a Tango and Cash, and maybe even Stop Mama, i Shoot. Maybe you redo a couple of, uh, you know, the women you married early on, you know, you ended up with the best one. Like, you probably think I'm some sort of weirdo, you know. But I'm not, you know, like, I'm like a huge fan, you know. And, uh, I just wanna. Uh, I wanna thank you and uh, me and my friends. We've been following you for many years, and we love what you do. Absolutely. So uh, thanks a lot.
0: All right. I. I hope you enjoyed the interview. That was fun. That was fun. I hope you liked it. Did you? Did I don't know. Did you have to um, see the Rocky Four re-edit? to uh to get the interview i don't know did you did you see it did you not see it i don't know if you remember my story because i had free tickets to go see it and 30 minutes in i was like i this is so fucking bad i gotta get out of here because stallone um put in all this uh long longer (laughs) longer acting (laughs) and like Talia Shire is so bad in that movie. Uh, everybody's pretty bad in it. Their acting performances aren't very good. They're very 80s. They're very over the top. The, they're not like the first Rocky. You know, the the acting's not the same. It's just this cheesier version of what it once was, you know? So I didn't know if you needed to actually see it, but I I have the trailer. This is the trailer from Rocky Four and... Uh, I don't know. You you don't need to go see it. It's not good. And it was just kind of weird to re-edit it like that long after. I don't know. I mean, Chris Rock re-edited his comedy special, and it was so much better, the re-edit of, uh, was it called Tambourine? Like the re-edit of that on Netflix, I thought the second edit was way better than the first. Uh, But somebody else edited it. You know, I'm sure Rocky was involved in the edit. I mean, maybe I don't have my facts here. I probably don't. Maybe he wasn't. MGM just fucking edited it, and he just let it come out. But I, I, I'm guessing that's not correct because he wouldn't be able to just re-edit it himself and put it out and have them not care that he was doing that, would they? I don't know. I guess it's all it all comes to dollars and cents and what's in your deal, you know, what's in the contract. But here's the... Uh, Here's the uh, trailer for the re-edit of Rocky versus Drago, is what it was called. Hope we get sound here.
2: Russia will now throw its hat into the ring. I've seen this Drago fight. Drago is a super athlete. I know I can beat him. Hey, Paul, look, maybe the show is over. You got nothing more to prove.
0: He thinks he's fighting for the whole country, but his reasons are wrong. I'm asking, as a friend. I gotta stop this for a, It almost, it sounds like a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> doesn't it? It like, it doesn't even sound real. It's like that, sounds like that bit they did, that uh, they did a fake 30 for 30, that made Rocky IV look like it was a 30 for 30. That's what this looks like, and sounds like. It's in my corner just this one last time.
2: It just said the classic film is recut. I did not come here to lose.
1: Perhaps this simple defeat will be a perfect example of how pathetic your society has become.
2: See, my friend, I should start this fight. And don't do this to me. i power is down. I cannot be defeated. Somebody get a doctor in Soon. The whole world will know my name, Drago, Drago. I let it happen. I gotta take everything he's got.
1: He's had one
3: professional fight and one man is dead.
1: It's suicide.
2: This is going to be a time when you're going to have to do things that other people don't think are right, but they're going to be right for you. You gotta do what you got to do. Not
0: the fight been set yet.
2: It's in Russia. Are you? We just showed the steroid Everything needle go in. Oh. You know shit. what to do. Do it.
0: With never seen before footage.
1: He's not a machine! He's a man!
2: More yelling by- He's more man than him! I must break you. More He's acting by
0: Dolph Lundgren. And really prolonged scenes by Talia Shire.
1: You son of a bitch! All those fighters you beat! You beat him with heart! Get up! Get, Get up. up! Get up!
0: Different! Get up!
2: Different old footage of Rocky movies!
0: Cut in. If you're dumb and you loved Rocky Four and thought it was fantastic. You'll love the re-edit It made it even worse. November 11th, 2021. Rocky versus Drago. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, God. Whew. That was painful. <laughs> but great for a podcast. And thank you, um, Sylvester, for letting me talk to you. There from your house, I really appreciate it. Sorry to shit on your re-edit there. It's hard for me to do because I'm such a fan of the first Rocky movie. I still put it up there as the, I put it up there as the best movie of all time. The first Rocky, best movie of all time. It's got everything. I love it. It's fucking great. The acting's great. Everything's great. Oh boy, how do you end this podcast? How do you end it? Sometimes. Sometimes the best way to end a podcast is to just do this. You just put the music on and you get to the end. Thank you guys. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this one. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, Sly, thank you. It was a good little chat. It was a good little chat. I had a good time talking to you. I think you were a good talk, you know? So that was fun, man. It was fun. Go go listen to last week's episode as I interview Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher on Pretender to Contender. It's all available right here everywhere you get podcasts. If you've heard this one, you can, you can go and listen to the last one. And all those dates I plugged. The Borgata, Parks Casino, Fairfield Theater Company, Governors in Long Island, McGuire's in Long Island. And then the Save the Date, February 12th. Double Tree Hotel, Mount Laurel. We're going to be doing a big stay overnight. Food, comedy, dancing, bring your wife out. There's going to be two shows that night. It looks like a 6 o'clock and an 8.30. It's going to be a good time. And uh, discounted hotel rooms for people that buy the tickets and it's a double tree it's nice we've already he already did a show there new year's eve that w- he said the hotel is really nice and it went well he had a good time they got good food all that kind of stuff so save the date don't plan anything for saturday february 12th 2 days before valentine's day that ticket hopefully within a week we'll have that ticket for sale and up for february 12th south jersey me doing stand up for both of those shows I have a local opener Open it for me This guy Steve Cooper That I started with He's fucking great He's a cool dude Super funny Big podcast And uh, a guy I've known for many years So I uh, love we'll DJing and music and all that February 12th Alright I love that I love just plugging forever uh, Thanks for listening everybody And uh, join my Patreon Patreon.com Forward slash Pretender to Contender To get all that extra stuff that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. And and it's nice of you to to help me out. I could use a little boost because this COVID is fucking killing me. It's killing me. I can't take it with this canceling gigs and making gigs harder to sell tickets at. It just sucks. So uh, I'd really appreciate it if you could come on and be a subscriber to the Patreon and get all the added stuff. Again, patreon.com forward slash pretender to contender. If you want to advertise on my TikTok, all you got to do is email me. We'll talk Come out with a campaign. I'm over 83,000 eight eighty-three thousand followers. Matteris67 at gmail.com. All right, that was a lot. See you later, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk soon.